Today, we'd like to welcome current Socceroo, Sydney FC right back, and the owner of the best haircut in the A-League, Ryan Grant. Welcome to the pod, mate. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. Mate, I, I remember, I think you've been growing that mullet for, how long has that behemoth been growing out for? It's been a while. Yeah, a couple of years at least, I think. Well, when I was coming back from my knee injury a couple of years ago, I thought, I'll give the mullet a crack something different when I come back onto the scene. So it's been a couple of years. Absolutely. Look, so for the people that obviously can't see you right now, Ryan's uh, rocking the classic uh, business at the front, a little bit of party at the back mullet there. And he's even grown up the, you know, moustache is looking good, beard's looking good. It's all coming together. Yeah, no, yeah, obviously the haircut's something different, but the beard is just laziness at the moment. I usually, yeah, whenever I feel like having a shave, I get rid of it, but I've been a bit lazy of late and let it grow out, but... It goes a bit ginger, so I'm not sure how long I'll leave it for. You know what? When Sydney FC win the finals, though, you're going to have to freshen up. You're going to have to look good for the photos. Yeah, exactly. I have to have a. I'll probably keep the mo like I do, but I'll keep the. I'll uh, shave the size and the beard, and then obviously trim the size of the mullet to make sure it's looking spick and span. Love it, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the yeah the muscle the muscle suit you well. Well, yeah, we're looking forward to a nice muscle. Um, so you grew up in a small town, can can. Let's pronounce this. <laughs> Kanawindra, right? It's pronounced Kanawindra. It's spelt Kanawindra, but it's pronounced Kanawindra. So, yeah, a little small town out in the central west out, I suppose, in between, you could say, um, Cowra, Orange and Bathurst right in the middle there. Um, yeah, about four and a half hours maybe from here, from Sydney, five hours. So, yeah, tiny little town of about 1,000 people, maybe 1,200 people. Yeah, mad. Yeah, so so how how did you find soccer? Like, where, where did soccer come into this and like world of yours? I think just like everyone, every sort of – Young Australian, they all play um, all sorts of sport. I played cricket, um, tried my hand at basketball, tennis, a little bit of everything. Uh, obviously, league and union through school. So played a little bit of everything. And then um, when I got to about 14 or 15, sort of had to make a decision on, on what I wanted to sort of give a red-hot crack at. And at the time, I think soccer was probably the best sport um, in terms of how I was doing. Um, performing, I was doing probably the best at soccer, so I chose that. And then, yeah, sort of just... Took off from there and Sick. still going. Yeah, good on you. Surely you got a little bit of stick though, you know, being a little bit of country boy. I'm sure everyone's playing league, AFL, and look at old Ryan playing soccer. What the hell is he doing? <laughs> you cop a lot of stick from your mates? Yeah, definitely. Even uh, Stanislaus College in Bathurst, which is rugby union um, based, and they all love it there. So <laughs> playing soccer there, and um, I did play a little bit of union uh, for the school, but um, yeah, playing soccer there didn't go down that great, but um, <laughs> I suppose I started to do quite well. That all the boys sort of got on board and could understand why I why I gave it a crap. No, don't worry, Ryan. We're soccer loving kids, so it's a safe place here, mate. Yeah, it was all worth it, wasn't it? They look, they probably look back at that moment and think like, oh, we regret that stick. Like, look at him; he's doing well. Yeah, you you yet, so you'd hope so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so so how did you go from um you know playing at school to to being a long time member of Sydney FC now? Uh, when I was about uh, fifteen, uh, I was playing for New South Wales country in the national team uh, in the national titles, and then I got an invitation to join the New South Wales Institute of Sport, um, where I had to sort of make the decision whether I wanted to do it or not, and I obviously chose to do that and had to move to Sydney. And lived with some rellos, or my parents were still uh, in Bathurst at the time, and then sort of just took off from there from N Swiss that went to the AIS and then Sydney youth team, and then yeah, and then obviously onto the first team where I've been for yeah, 10 or so years. So, I mean, that's a, that's a quick way around it, but it was obviously a, a longer journey than that. But yeah, sort of just jumped from one team to another and got a little bit lucky along the way, and yeah, ended up at Sydney. 
Absolutely. Well, no. yeah, look, you've been at Sydney pretty much your whole career now. You're like the one club legend. I reckon, does anyone call you the Gary Neville of Australia? The little Aussie right back, one club legend? <laughs> I think it's more uh, Phil Neville just because of the standard of it. Mate. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, well, being fortunate enough, obviously Sydney's a massive club, so to be to even play a few games is, is pretty uh, impressive, I think, in my eyes. But to be here for now, I think 11 seasons is something I'm pretty pretty proud of. No, that's huge. Definitely, for sure, to be at a club at these days. So many players, you know, are hopping around. Did you ever go close to moving to a different club or somewhere else? Or do you even, you know, think, look, I want to try my luck in Europe, see what I can do. Did you ever have those thoughts or any of those temptations? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely uh, overseas is definitely uh, was always a goal. Still is a goal if, if the, the right situation, I suppose, arose. But uh, I was never one to sort of look at a different A-League club. If I was to play in the A-League, I always wanted to play for Sydney. And the more I stayed at Sydney, the, the more obvious that was to me that I wanted to stay there. As We've been so successful, especially the last five or so years, so it's, it's obviously a great club to be part of. Um, but, yeah, if something was to come up overseas, I'd definitely be very interested. But, yeah, nothing real concrete or, or the right move, I suppose, hasn't hasn't come up yet. So, But in saying that, I'm very happy at Sydney and, and want to play as long as I can here. Yeah, for sure. Like, have, have you had any offers that you've um, you've kind of rejected? In, over the over the years, uh, oh, there's definitely been interest from other clubs and whatnot. Um, I wouldn't say rejected, but there's always talks, I suppose, around different clubs uh, and a little bit of interest, as I said. But I wouldn't say I, I flat out rejected them. But um, I think everyone sort of knew that I was Sydney FC uh, through and through. So yeah, nothing was uh, sort of kept me. But um, like I said, the overseas stuff is a little bit different. And yeah, if something was to come up, I'd I'd definitely be all ears. But at the moment, I'm pretty comfortable and pretty happy. Good to hear. You know what? We're big Sydney FC boys as well. So glad to hear that you're committed and that you, you know, you're part of the club. Part of, you're in, he's an integral part of the club, yeah. you know. We've been missing you at right back. Obviously, that injury, it's just been horrible. It's put you out for a while. Congrats on your first 90 minutes, by the way, the other weekend. Lift the Premier's plate yeah. as well. Yeah, it was great timing, actually. Um Obviously missed a few weeks there with with a, a little tear in my adductor, but I uh, got back on into the team just in time to, to lift the Premier's play. Obviously, wasn't the best result and yeah. hasn't been the best results mm. of late. But um, yeah, in the field and, and be able to play uh, that game where we got to get the um, Premier's plate was was nice and it's great to be part of. You know, you're out for so long. Did you I don't know do anything cool in your spare time? New hobbies? What motivated you through this injury? Uh, with my ACL. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Obviously, um, it was. It's a long time to be out of football. Uh, it was over a year, I think, um, which is never nice for for anybody, let alone a, a professional athlete. So it's a little bit different. But I definitely took up a, a few different hobbies. I um, I like to surf a little bit. I'm not a great surfer, but it's it's fun to give that a crack. Um, <laughs> but obviously, when the injury wasn't fully healed, I wasn't doing a lot of that. But I was doing a bit of camping. I, I bought a van and yeah, put a bed in the back. And when the boys would go away, I would. Uh, on away trips, I would go up or down the coast and sort of get away from it a little bit and take my mind off it, which was very nice. But as well as, I suppose, when you're injured, you still have to go into training every day. You still have to do your rehab. So it wasn't like I was getting away from it. There was enough there to keep the motivation there and see uh, different steps along the way of uh, improvement in the injury and then um, obviously getting back to full training. So that was always nice. But then, it, like I said, on the weekends, I'd try and get away and enjoy myself because we never get a lot of time off as, as professional football. So it was nice to, to sort of take a positive from out of a, a negative situation and um, make the most of the weekend, which was nice. Yeah, that's sick. Um, I guess the next part is like, I clearly remember Sydney FC being just like, as in we're Sydney boys, obviously, but being such like the pinnacle of 
of, you know, the A-League since, like, Dwight York and Del Piero and, um, and whatnot. But how, how do you reckon Sydney FC has stayed such a competitive club? Like, pretty much the, the gold standard for A-League over this whole period. Like, what, what, do you reckon, what do you reckon they're doing that's so special? Uh, I think initially it was, it was, we were called Bling FC, which yeah. I'm not sure <laughs> if they're real happy with. But um, we sort of embraced it, I think, as a club that, that we could attract the players Del Piero and Giannino and mm. those sort of world-class players to come and play um, for Sydney FC. So they had that going about them. Obviously, Sydney being a beautiful city, um, we got some uh, great owners, I suppose, that have thrown money um, into the team and, and into the club, which has been a massive part of it too. And then I think more so around maybe the last six or seven years has, has been a great culture at Sydney. I think, well, I've been there for a long time, but it's, it's very um, tight-knit and uh, we all get along really well. And I think building that culture uh, goes a long way. And I know it's it's pretty cliche in a lot of clubs sort of say it, that uh, everything sort of stems from culture, but I think it's a, I'm a big believer in that. And I think that's a, a massive part of it. And we have that at Sydney at the moment, have it, had it for a number of years. So I think that's probably the biggest thing. And um, to continue that, I think um, will put us in good stead to be successful uh, going into the future also. Yeah, I, I feel like you guys have had um, quite a few players that have been at the club for quite a few years now, you know, like you and, and like Ninkovic, for example. Like I look at him coming in and, and like what a player, what a talent. Um, how, what's it been like playing alongside him? Because, you know, when you watch him, and like I've been watching him for a few years now, just how gifted he is when he gets the ball. He, like he's got so much time on the ball. He always makes, makes the right passes and... Uh, he's such an interesting player to watch. So, like, what's it been like for you playing with someone like him? Yeah, it's been um, freakish. Uh, yeah. I've been lucky enough to play with a, a few massive players over my time at Sydney. But Ninko's, yeah, he's another level. He's He sort of came in and, no disrespect, I, I, I don't think a lot of Australians knew who he was. Obviously, mm. uh, that's probably a bit harsh saying that, but he obviously played at a World Cup for Serbia against Australia a number of uh, years ago. So he's obviously a great player and always has been. But when he came to the to the A-League and to Sydney, I wasn't quite sure who he was, but straight away you could tell he was a freak. He was just on another level. And, yeah, the more he's, he's played over the years, just the better he gets. And um, he's like a fine wine. He's getting better with age. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's great to be around. He's the ultimate professional. I know a lot of people say that about a lot of players, but he definitely is. He hangs around and does every little uh, extra 1%ers that he needs to, to get right and make sure he's in the best condition. And, uh, yeah, I think a lot of players have learnt from him, especially the younger boys and what they can do better and how they can improve. But, um, yeah, just seeing how easy he makes things looks sort of rubs me up the wrong way. It's, it's embarrassing at times <laughs> yeah. to see how easy he does it. And I'm, I'm struggling to put a, a few passes together. So, no, and he's a really good fella too. He's a really quiet, humble dude and, um, yeah, just great for the club. And, um, obviously, it's uh, no secret that he's been a massive part of our success the, the last four or five years. You know, he comes off as a legend as well, even in the interviews. Like, he just comes across as such a nice guy, such a classy player. And you've actually played against, again, like some classy players. I'm taking you back till 2013 A-League All-Stars. Rio Ferdinand, I know it was a while. Um, Robin Van Persie, Michael Carrick. Do you have any distinct memories from that game? I just remember sort of being like thinking, what am I doing here? <laughs> I, don't, I don't belong here. But yeah, it was, it was awesome to be part of just firstly to be recognised uh, and get selected as an A-League also was, was huge. And then obviously to play against Manchester United was uh, pretty incredible. And yeah, I don't remember a lot about the game, to be honest. I remember being a bit knackered trying to keep up with them. But yeah. um, other than that, I think I got uh, Zaha's jersey, who was at uh, Man United at the time, obviously now at Crystal Palace. But I just remember him being lightning quick and 
freakishly sharp and I was just, like I said, yeah, just thinking, holy dooly, what am I doing here? How am I keeping up with this? But yeah, it was a great experience and really cool um, to be able to look back and and say, yeah, I've played against Manchester United. Wow, can you imagine that? Ryan Grant, Wilfred Zaha, one-on-one. Yeah, how do you stop someone like, you know, (laughs) Zaha, like he's coming at you. Like, what do you do? That was a question I was asking myself (laughs) at the time. And I I honestly can't remember if it happened too often, if he he got me one-on-one. Hopefully he didn't and didn't make me look like a fool, but yeah, it was very possible. (laughs) No, but to give you credit, mate, you're a soccer-roo. Like, you're a pretty good player. Uh, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, it's good. You know? good. Now, look, you played in the Asian Cup last year, and obviously being a soccerer is awesome. Like, it's the pinnacle of growing up in mm. Australia, representing your nation. Was there anything that you found interesting about the Socceroos? Like, you come in, and was there anything you didn't expect, like whether there was friendship or the way they trained? Did anything take you by surprise? Um, I wouldn't say it took me by surprise because obviously playing um, at a professional level, you sort of get used to, to how things are and, and you hear about different things and whatnot. But I think the biggest thing was um, how well we looked after, um, which shouldn't be surprising because obviously it's like you said, the pinnacle and representing your, your country. So, but just having a the chef and um, literally a massive banquet of whatever you wanted. Like if you wanted uh, waffles, there'd be waffles there. If you want, I'm talking breakfast. If you wanted poached eggs, um, scrambled eggs, anything, honestly anything, granola, oh. all this stuff. <laughs> if you wanted any of it, it was literally right there. And I was just thinking, wow, this is. This is freakish. You just get um, looked after so well and obviously uh, everything that goes with it, staying at uh, beautiful hotels, uh, getting your own room. It's just like it's another level and you sort of, just, I suppose you take it for granted at times, but me sort of being new to soccer is I was buzzing with it and trying to talk to everyone about it and saying how good is this and everyone was sort of more used to it and saying, oh, yeah, you know what, it actually is pretty cool. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think that was the biggest thing that sort of got me. But then... Obviously, training, the standard of training was was freakish and a pretty cool level to sort of train with some of those guys and see how they go about uh, their business on the, on the training paddock. Well, you were kind of new to the squad when you did come, but you obviously knew the manager, of, um, past in the FC manager, Graham Arnold. Do you know, did he give you an extra waffle or two? He was a bit nicer, I guess. <laughs> it was a lot easier, to be honest, going in, uh, obviously knowing Arnie and, and knowing Clarky, but... Um, yeah, if you know Arnie and Clark, they they definitely didn't give me an extra waffle. I'll probably say, stop, stop the waffles uh, <laughs> they're out there on top of me and make sure I'm doing the right thing. But no, they're they're, they're really good, and that's they. I think the culture they have at uh, the Socceroos level is uh, very similar to what we had at um, at Sydney or what we have at Sydney FC. Um, they make it very uh, welcoming, and they were really good. Yeah, well, I'm sure you've seen the photo of Arnie's mullet, right? I'm sure he's not giving you stick for that. Oh, he gives me a bit of stick for it, but um, he 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 beats me to the to the um, punch and said he used to have the same sort of uh, haircut, so he can't give me too much stick. But he does love to say something in the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he does. He's a pretty funny character, Arnie. So, so you've obviously hung around the um, those Socceroo boys. So, out of out of those characters, like who who are you kind of close mates with since being a part of the Socceroos boys, and who do you reckon is like one of those players that? Has, has quite like an interesting personality that we wouldn't really know just from watching him play football. I think that's the coolest thing about it. Everyone's their own their own person and I think they get to the level they are uh, because they're confident in, in themselves and they don't change who they are. So everyone's their own sort of do, which is which is really cool. But I think Jackson Irvine, I, I get along with him really well. He's a bit of a quirky dude. He's, <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit different, which I love. I, I, I um, a little bit in common with him in just the way he sort of his style, I suppose, and he's very uh, switched on and, and knows 
everything about football um, from who played in what league and, and what year. And then obviously uh, outside of football, he's, he's very switched on and uh, up to date with all the, the world news and whatnot. So <laughs> he's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm close to Jegs, Jimmy Jago. He's, he's a good dude. Uh, it's just, I suppose you get, you get different chance to talk to everyone uh, when you go into soccer. Some people, you don't know beforehand, but other people you do from obviously playing with them and in different teams or in junior teams. So it's not totally bizarre where you, you sort of don't know someone. You've always sort of um, crossed paths at some stage. So um, it's really cool to be able to sort of sit down and talk to them and get to really know who they are as a mm. dude um, or as a person because um, sometimes it surprises you. Yeah, absolutely. And Jackson, he seems like a legend as well every time he comes on the interview. I know he's got a pretty cool music taste. Do you share common interests in that? Uh, yeah, he, he's uh, uh, he's really into his music. He, he, I don't listen to a lot of the same stuff. I listen to a lot more Australian stuff. But, he's yeah, he's definitely um, introduced me to some, some other bands and um, stuff to sort of listen to. But, um, yeah, he's, he's a, a massive music nut and, and knows – that's another thing he knows everything about. He's, he's a very switched on dude, and that's the sort of stuff I mean. Just knows everything about everything. Yeah, cool. So what, what type of Aussie music are you into? Because I like a bit of Aussie music here and there. Uh, at the moment, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, actually, over music. But at the <laughs> moment, I, I, I like the Teskey Brothers, um, obviously DMAs. You've got the other ones that sort of everyone is sort of into these days with uh, Oceanelli. I like uh, Peter Bibby's, uh, not massive, but he's a little bit different real Aussie dude. Yeah, but uh, on the spot, I can't really think of uh, of any others. But, yeah, it's mostly Australian music just because, obviously, that's what we hear all the time. And, yeah, that's what my Spotify sort of uh, introduces to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, just quickly going back to the Socceroos, um, I just wanted to ask, like, what would you say is your favourite memory from being anything that you distinctly remember or your favourite moment or, you know, best player moment best performance um i'd probably just have to say my debut i think that's probably the biggest thing i had family there which is which was lucky because it was in sydney i'd been in the squad a few times a couple of years earlier but just sat on the bench uh and didn't get any game time so to be able to a number of years later to get the call up again and um then obviously uh, make my debut was was pretty cool i was i think 26 or 27 at the time so i was a little bit older which isn't as a kid, you sort of think, oh, I want to play for Australia, I want to play for the Socceroos, and you think you'll do it when you're 18, 19. Mm. Obviously, oblivious to all the hard uh, yards that go into it. But, um, yes, yeah, so to do it at 27, I was still super proud. I had my folks there, I had my sisters there. It was a really cool moment to, to sort of share it with them, and uh, I think it was just as special for them as it was for me. Man, I can nah. only imagine, you know, you're walking onto the pitch, you're representing Australia, like this is the moment. Did you, did you play well? Uh, I did okay. I think it was a friendly game against Lebanon. Uh, yeah, um, it was. Yeah. It was. It was also Cahill's last game, which was sort of cool. My first game, his last game. So it was a pretty cool um, thing and an easy way to remember it, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. To sort of say, well, you're wearing number four, right, aren't you? Yeah, I am now. Yeah, at the time, Ooh. I was obviously Timmy playing. But um, yeah, now I've got given the number four, which I thought at the time was a bit of a stitch up. I think, oh. <laughs> Here and I take his number, but I think it's easier giving it to a defender rather than, uh, say, a striker who has who is expected to score goals, and I suppose would be expected to sort of take on Timmy's role. But to give it to a defender, I suppose no one's expected me to to score fifteen bloody headers <laughs> a game like like Timmy does. Mate, I'm waiting for your first international goal. I'll be there celebrating. Just gonna quickly ask you some Socceroo teammate questions. We're just gonna fire them off. But who do you reckon's got the worst fashion sense in the team? It's a bit of a stitcher. I'm. I don't know. I think maybe 
you don't get to see a lot. When you go into camp, you sort of get there at all different times and then you get given a, a tracksuit. So you don't really see what people wear. But yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I can tell you that the best would be Jacko, I think. Um, the work you do. So he's definitely the best. Hull City must have good fashion sense or something. Um, anywho, so um, who's a bit of a joker in the team? Like, you know, gets under Arnie's nerves. Oh, Musti Amini's, uh, he's he's hilarious. He just sort of the way, he's got a good relationship with Arnie. He's known him for a long time and he, he has a laugh with Arnie. So probably Musti. Yeah, sick. Yeah, legend, yeah, yeah. legend. And um, here's another one, a future gaffer. Who do you see being a manager when they finish up? You know, he's always pointing to Arnie, or, you know, even Steve Corica, even at Sydney FC, you're always, you know, helping them out. Who do you think is going to be a future manager? That's an easy one. I think maybe Millsy. Um, he was obviously a great captain and great leader. So I think uh, it would just be the way I sort of view him anyway. I think it would be standard for him to just go into to coaching role. And I think that I wouldn't be surprised if that comes up the next couple of years. Yeah, here's a few. Um, if you don't want to answer it, it's okay. But yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> who, who's the romantic? You could even, it's Sydney FC, Socceroos. Who's the one charming up the girls, you know? I think Matty Ryan in the Socceroos is, is oh, yeah. the massive eligible bachelor. He's obviously an awesome player playing in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, got a, a massive, uh, an awesome rig on him. Uh, <laughs> so I think... I think he's single. A lot of the boys are taken, but I think he's single. And um, yeah, if I was a if I was a Steeler, I'd be chasing him. He's he's got it all at the minute. So I think he's definitely the the most eligible bachelor. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> and um, here's another one: um, most fines. Who's the ones always rocking up late to training? Maybe missing the morning team discussions at the Socceroo camp. The Socceroos is, is a bit tough because you're in camp. It's it's, it's very easy to, yeah. to know what's going on. You follow the boys. But Sydney FC would probably have to be uh, Alex Bomiohenny. When he first came in, he was um, yeah he was late. Didn't really – because I'm fine master at Sydney, so I was on to make sure he was doing everything right. But he, he would slip up a few times. So I think probably Al at Sydney FC. But Socceroos, it's, yeah, it's hard to say. Everyone's in camp together. So um, you're not, never really late or missing much. Yeah. Yeah, Matt. And um, lastly, um, are there any funny nicknames that you guys have for each other that, you know, we wouldn't know of? I'm not sure if they're funny. I think if you go through the team at Sydney, we've got Redders, which is easy. <laughs> um, my nickname is Buster. Gow- Ryan McGowan's Gowser, or I call him Gizzle. Um, <laughs> Gizzle. Gizzle. Uh, Harry Vandersag we call Red Dog because he's a bit ginger. The red Dog. <laughs> uh, Hingy for Joel King. Tills for Tilio. Yeah, it's just pretty standard, to be honest. Yeah. There's no real backstory yeah, yeah. to a lot of them. They're just standard Aussie, just chuck an O on the end of their last name or something like that. It's pretty It's pretty basic. No, I'm a fan of the Red Dog one. That's, <laughs> that's always a classic. Not a, he's not a fan of it, but it's... <laughs> yeah, I'm on. sure. So I'm actually, you know what? So I don't know where you are at the moment, but I actually remember seeing you around, I it, like Coogee Pav or something. I'm pretty sure... I've seen you at Beach Road a few times. I live in uh, Bondi, so I'm around at a few of the uh, the drinking holes around this uh, area, but have obviously not for a while now with all the, the rules and regulations yeah. and COVID. It's been a bit boring, but um, yeah, I'm in around the eastern suburbs, so... Oh, nice. Yeah, Matt, we live in, um, we're just up at Dover Heights, both of us. So I was wondering, so I'm sure you obviously surf a lot. Um, you, so you said you were trying to get in it just at the start of the podcast. Where's your usual surf spots? Around here, I, just being at Bondi, I just walk down to Bondi, so I go to Bondi a bit. I sometimes go to the Northern Beaches. I've got a few mates there. Uh, go to Collaroy or uh, Long Reef or even up to Palm Beach, depending on how bothered I am to go for a, sort of a hike to get there. But, yeah, uh, yeah my, most of the time it's just locally in Bondi. Mad. Yeah, cool. Um, 
I guess finally, like, we usually have this, this kind of segment we do, which is, like, five years from now. But where do you reckon you'll be five years from now? You know, will you be looking at still playing? Will you be, you know, looking to retire and, you know, going to management and coaching, a bit of business? Where do you want to be? Uh, that's a great question. That's what I'm trying to sort of figure out now. Um, uh, hopefully, five years from now, I'll probably be retiring or just retired. Hopefully, touch wood if I, if I last that long. <laughs> Um, and then obviously go. I'm not sure I'll be a manager. I don't think I know I pay enough attention a bit to the game to be a manager or I suppose give enough shits if I can say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely can. But would want to go in, yeah, something, some sort of business. I sort of probably would prefer to go in and run my business. What that is, I have no idea, but um, yeah, something a little bit different, something a bit more creative um, to keep me ticking over. But yeah, I honestly couldn't tell you. Your guess would be as good as mine at the minute, but um, yeah, definitely want to be yeah doing something because I, I don't want to sort of yeah be left on my ass <laughs> yeah. and, and trying to figure out how to make money. I think Grant's barbershops have got a pretty good ring to it. <laughs> yeah, just the one haircut though. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, that's pretty much it. We'd like to thank you so much for coming on with us. You know, so nice to have you. You know, Sydney FC Socceroo, and you know, sometime in the future, we'd love to have you again. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me, boys. Sounds good. We also wanted to wish you good luck with the semifinals yeah. coming up. So best of luck with that. Um, do you reckon we could grab a prediction for you? <laughs> Who do you reckon you're going to be playing in the semis? Who's going to be in the finals? Yeah, it's tough to say. I think everyone's been uh, doing quite well of late since coming back from the COVID break. But I reckon probably, I think Wellington will beat Perth. So Western United will beat Brisbane and we'll play Western United and then we'll beat Western United <laughs> into the final and play City in Man. the final and beat them 2-0 yeah 2-0 Ryan Brace there we go <laughs> yeah Ryan Brace thank you so much for coming on Ryan really appreciate it I'll probably see these around yeah yeah oh, for sure if you're uh, listening on Spotify make sure to follow and if you're listening on Apple Podcast make sure to follow as well and leave us a review uh, give us five stars really helps us out and uh, catch you guys in the next one <laughs>